0: Got some stickers, eh?
1: Yeah, for you guys. Oh,
0: yeah, swag. Do we get keychains? Hey, everybody!
2: Welcome back to Hashing It Out, and uh, we're about to hash it out with the founder uh, of Rocky Left Terrace. How you doing?
1: Hey, happy to be
2: here. Uh... Good. We're we're all happy to be here. We're we're gonna roll right into it, man. Let's let's get past the. Uh, you know the standard issue questions of uh, you know wh- give us a little bit of your background, and um, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm Lefteris. I worked um, in this field since uh, 2014, I think. Um, I worked with the Ethereum Foundation um, on the Solidity compiler, and then in the C++ client. Then I worked on um, with Christoph Jens on the DAO, which is uh, what caused the fork in Ethereum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people may know it. Right? Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the good old days.
1: Yeah. And then I uh, helped like three, the, the three worst months of my life to clean up the mess of what happened there. And um, later I worked in uh, Raiden Network, which is what is the Lightning Network to Bitcoin. Uh, this is uh, what Raiden was supposed to be uh, for um, Ethereum. But I mean, it worked. It, still is there, but it didn't gain the, um, uh, now we have rollups in Ethereum, it's mass- the, the preferred L2 uh, method. But in the meantime, I also started Rodkey, uh which is the portfolio tracking and management tool that protects your privacy. It's a local application that just uh, um, does tracking and uh,
3: managing your, your funds. Hmm. What motivated you? I remember, you stopped with Raiden and then you took a hiatus for a bit and then you came back and started a portfolio application. What motivated you to switch to that? Why did you like, I'm going to do portfolio, like a portfolio application. I can understand, and we'll get into this, the, the local first mentality of what Rocky is supposed to be and, and is. Why portfolio?
1: It, 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 so the funny thing is that it's not a, um, I didn't stop Raiden and then go into it exactly. I I had the since maybe after a year after I started writing, after working in, in writing, um, but it was just a side project. And what motivated me to do it was that I just wanted to do my taxes. It was like pretty simple. And uh, what were the choices back in 2016 to do your taxes? It was nothing. It was just Bitcoin tax. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like, okay, so sure, I don't want to waste any time. What is Bitcoin tax? I go Bitcoin tax. Where is the application? Where is the link to download an application? There is no such thing. You just give us everything and we calculate. And that sounded absurd to me. That sounded just crazy. And so I just made some scripts that helped me calculate what I think I should have paid. And then this is how Rotke started. These scripts slowly, slowly became into what Rotke is uh, today.
0: I guess uh, a question would be like, uh, what regions do you support? Because from my what I understand, you know, tax code is different from region to region, from country to country. So... How, how does it do that?
1: That's a very good question.
0: We don't officially support anything. Uh,
1: the idea is that um, uh, taxes are very hard and um, we want to make a tool that is customizable by anybody. So we want to support as many rules uh, so to provide configurability to the user so that uh, they can just customize the tool to their needs. But we... I mean to be correct we would actually have to be tax accountants to be like 100% uh, legal and have tax accountants that work with us in every single jurisdiction and that alone is a feat to manage to have CPAs in the US and the equivalent in the great britain and then in germany in netherlands italy everything it just becomes unattainable especially for a small open source project so we went with the approach that you just configure it yourself so we Talk with accountants, we talk also with people to understand their needs and try to make it as configurable as possible.
0: So there is some aspect of I go to, I don't know, Rocky's website and I can download the actual application, but then there is some sort of consultancy that needs to happen that's human to human.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like you you need a tax accountant. Like we we don't we're no tax accountants. You would need someone to ask them what are the rules in your jurisdiction, and then you would need to configure it appropriately. If your jurisdiction doesn't have a configuration that we can do, then you talk to us and we will try to do it.
0: Wow.
2: So how does it manage all the different, or how do you manage all the different financial situations that you can get yourself into with crypto, like staking and getting staking rewards? And I don't know, an airdrop hits you out of the blue, you know, yay, some money. Like, how do you account for those things and how does Rocky do?
1: it's a different one so each one is a different scenario like every single one of those is um, uh, different for example in Germany airdrop is considered um, I don't remember the word right now but it means that it's just airdropped but if it's really an airdrop <laughs> like it's not taxable just you, you just came up with some money and that's fine okay good for you but that means if it's really an airdrop if it's something that you have to do Something for then that is different. Of course, I'm not a tax accountant. My word for it. <laughs> All disclaimers. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> no, hashtag not tax advice. This is no financial advice. advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not tax <accountants. laughs> This is a <laughs> like a like a thing that you have to put. We actually have it in Rotti when you download it. Um, but uh, each one of these is is a difficult thing that we have to add new protocols, new new situations. So like Ethereum staging was a lot of work to to add support for. Uh, But then, for example, Ethereum staking is like Gnosis staking. So Gnosis staking will hopefully be easier. Then uh, there is Uniswap, right? And then there's all the Uniswap forks that take the the same kind of approach. So it's easy to do something that is based on top of a common format. But then if it's something like Solana, for example, that's totally different. That's a different world. Or now with the new stuff like maybe Starkware... So like you really need a lot of work there, and this is why we go for uh, open source because we uh, we can't do everything on our own.
3: How do you prioritize from a development perspective in the in your core team, what you what features you add? It, like I'm sure it started out with you did the things that you you use, and then as the ecosystem just exploded, you're like, well, we'll stick with EVM because those rules are the same, and we can kind of just say look here to get the same types of transactions and we know how to handle those things. But like, as, it, as more and more things keep coming with different standards, how do you prioritize what to add? Yeah, that's a very good question. That's, um, in the beginning,
1: it was just, you know, Lefteris, what does he want? Buenos um, alone. Then still, if there's something that I really, really need, I just prioritize it. But I'm not a decent, so I don't, I mean, what is it? Okay. But, but <laughs> I, I don't have extreme needs. But then uh, people come and tell us, oh, I want this. Oh, I want the other thing. Oh, (laughs) like there was um, a, I have to, I tweeted about it. um, uh, Open source issue um, uh, demanding, uh, different ways to demand issues in open source. And there is the Neger, there is a guy who says, I really need this. How is it even possible for you guys to not have it? Every competitor has it. I'm going to use your competitors. So there's many people who, instead of doing plus one, just have to go and and say something like that. In reality, what we do is count the plus ones, like count the issues, uh, talk to people who, because we have also a premium uh, subscription on top, talk to premium users what they would like the most um, and try to prioritize like that, but also... Uh, for integrations we really really put on the top if a protocol or a chain uh, pays for the integration because there is um, most recently for example Gnosis gave us a grant to integrate Gnosis chain and this is uh, something that of course we prioritize because both users ask and then uh, the protocol itself says okay it will be really good for our users if they could use Rotkey so let's uh, help so we are kind of like that right now Mm -hmm. in between users and grants from companies
2: how much does it cost
1: uh the integration costs about fifty thousand
2: well i mean like for the user what
1: the premium subscription yeah, yeah. yeah. i was like it's, <laughs> no 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually pretty cheap which is another problem that we have i started it i'm a developer i don't i I think I've gotten better understanding business right now but especially back then when I was just a developer that started his own thing especially as a hobby project it had the same price so as a hobby project I still put a premium subscription in there because I want to see can it work will people be able to, to pay so when it became a company we kept exactly the same thing it's a flat subscription of uh, I think um, 10 or 11 euros per month Not bad. which is pretty cheap because we are a very small sector I thought that you know like Netflix charges like somewhere around there so maybe we should go for something like that so that we can get many users little did I know that I should have understood as a bit, so looking back at it it was a silly decision because um, yes people do find it cheap so they don't mind paying that but then how many people exist in uh, crypto that would be willing to pay even even, even if they don't mind paying because there is the big majority of people that really do mind just I, I, they expect everything to be free. Mm-hmm. Those who do pay, they're a minority from inside the entire of crypto um, uh, sector. And the sector in crypto is such so small, so niche that yeah, if you add it up, it doesn't amount to much.
2: But perhaps like right now there might not be a lot, but in the future there will probably be a lot.
3: Hopefully, but so the do, is that,
2: you're, you're building the infrastructure now. They're yeah, will be a what lot. What does premium get
3: you? Like, why would someone pay? What what features are they getting outside of the like the, the free application? So they get the application. Um,
1: we are we're adding more and more slowly, but so the Ethereum staking is in premium. So if you do Ethereum staking, you would probably want it. Um, we have limits in uh, like amounts of uh, historical events that you see. Uh, dark mode. Actually, I I, I I got people who switched to premium for dark mode, which is like silly. It's totally silly. Yet, yet people actually pay for this. And then there were others who were haggling me for saying, oh my God, why are you doing this? How can premium uh, ah
3: the, the naggers yes <laughs> <laughs> when they nag at you you're like it's it's in there but it's premium now yeah <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's mostly the limits and
1: all of the staking we have graphs uh, we have like per protocol views so we have a lot of things Ah. and one thing that many people use um, is the backups so uh, uh Rotke is completely local uh and it's an encrypted database in your in your um computer but you may want to have it backed up somewhere and we offer uh it's backup backed up on our server it's encrypted we can't read anything and this is part of the premium um which is also why it's so cheap we didn't didn't realize back then that rocky would grow so much as it has and not only user base but also the size of the database Mm-hmm. Nice man. Mm-hmm. That is
3: that's, that's that's different because, especially with how much the ecosystem has grown and the, and how many transactions you can kind of want to parse through. Like I, I imagine, like even like a single transaction can turn into a bunch of different things in a database, depending upon how you need to look in different places for it or parse a you know DeFi transaction or something like that type of stuff it can turn into a, like one thing can turn into a bunch and then that becomes larger database and then you're looking in more places just larger database and, and the biggest database that we have is Rodky's own database because uh, so I have one for myself
1: some Lefteris stuff and one for the company and the, the the company the project basically has so many transactions why? Gitcoin uh- uh, In Gitcoin people were airdrop farming There still are airdrop farming but you know we have to process every transaction and because we we don't have any optimization Maybe we just really download every transaction that is relevant and then uh, when we added polygon for example the ex- <laughs> it exploded the, um, the size of the database because it's so much easier to spam i have also tried we are about to add sunies maybe i don't know when but also zk sync lite the, the old one and the transactions there it's just too many because it's too cheap to um, to make them and if you save everything on your local uh, disk that
0: starts to grow big. So, no, I was just going to say, uh, is the is the flat price still the same price today?
1: We are on the process of changing it. Yes, it's the same price today. So, I and- get, So
0: there's a chance for me to get in before it goes up?
3: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah,
1: we will change the price soon, but it uh, takes time.
2: Cool.
1: I, this is not new. Like, I, I have already said that we will change the price, but
0: um yeah and and then in terms of the size of the database how big is it can you say yeah uh, so what it's user um for in totality like this the database that is under rocky rocky's own control like that server that holds people's backup or Oh,
1: that uh
0: i don't remember i know
1: the single database how big it is but we, we have not run into space problem, like, I mean, of course, it gets more expensive for us. Yeah. But um, we... So the, the the biggest, biggest database that we have is probably like a single user database mm-hmm. has hit right now 500 megabytes, but then multiplied by many users. The good thing is that I discovered uh, optimizations and I cut this by 40%. So a single user database gets cut by 40% and I was like, okay, that's great. Uh, Some SQLite magic that I discovered and then uh, next version will basically cut every user's database by 40% as long as they have many VM transactions. If everything is in Bitcoin, for example,
3: that won't apply, but... uh, How do you... It makes sense to cut to the concept of local first because that alone cuts your infrastructure costs tremendously, right? Because the idea is that the way i see it your rocky is a is a basically a transformation machine it knows where to find information and then how to download it transform it appropriately and present it to you in a way that's useful for you because getting information from blockchains is hard so like that means that from my perspective i have something that knows how to get information put it on my machine and then show it to me appropriately which means there's no burden to you right i'm not pulling information from you I'm pulling information from blockchains and then transforming it and then storing it locally and not with you unless I sync. So, like, that cuts down on tremendously on, in, like, infrastructure costs for you and it also allows me to, allows a significant level of privacy. So, like, what infrastructure costs do you have other than just, like, the syncing database for premium users? Is there something else you have to you have Right to now,
1: only this, but we are thinking of tending uh, this and offering... So the idea that we want to go for is for premium we would like to go for a tiered premium so to have different tiers because right now everybody's paying the same um, and they don't use the same amount of of, of, uh, stuff so we would like to separate things like um, uh, again the amount of transactions amount of history events different amounts but then have some things like the syncing of the database to be uh depending on size so how big is your database if it's huge then you should be on a different tier um and um we also would like to maybe uh run our, some nodes that are doing some indexing on our own to offer some faster uh data retrieval for some users because this are many are asking and i'm trying to find out ways of maybe running i don't know you know true blocks right mm-hmm. so because we, as a single user, you depend a lot on your node and etherscan because your node cannot get everything. And we would like to offer alternatives to that, but they cost money for us. So it would uh, be some kind of infrastructure. Uh, so we're thinking of that. And yeah, for tiered, also we want to go towards uh, active management, like, um, so doing trading from inside Rotkey, uh, trading your exchanges, for example. And we would have limits on volume per different tiers or DeFi trading, or even arbitrage between on-chain and uh, exchanges. So to be more of a management tool, because the feedback that I have gotten and the way that I feel about this is that people seem to want to manage things more than just look at history. And this is a place where they would probably feel um, easier in paying for. And yeah, probably want to try at least part
2: of this. Hmm. I got a couple of questions. The first is, I know a guy, I once knew this guy, he was, he was kind of reckless and he deleted his app data file. And you know, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what would be his contingency to get his information back? Asking for a friend. If, asking for a friend, definitely. So I got you, man. we have had
1: this happen more than once and uh, see
2: it's easy to do
1: it's exactly this 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 database uh, backup or uh computer died so we've had someone delete database um or the directory of rodkey uh, others had their computer die without a backup but they were uh, all premium users mm. and basically they could just uh, uh get the backup from our server
2: okay good but if so, they're not a
3: premium well, it's, the, it's like, a game you don't have private data like your private keys aren't on rodkey yeah Uh, you're 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 putting in addresses and it searches for these things that when you add features like trading you're gonna have to implement wallet services which adds a large Um, attack surface attack surface yeah
1: yeah uh i mean the attack surface is already if someone we we already tell them for api keys for exchanges please do not put at the moment uh, active keys only passive so only historical uh, stuff uh we wouldn't do any wallet stuff ourselves we would connect to i mean with wallet connect we wouldn't handle keys directly at least for now mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to build a wallet no not another wallet but um allowing such uh active management from one place is something really attractive to the user because uh you don't need to go to different places for example i want to sell ether for Euros so that I can you know live my life I really hate it that. I always have Rodkey open and then I have to open Kraken. While Kraken already has, no, Rodkey has already access to Kraken through the API keys. Or I actually manually go to Kraken or Coinbase or whatever else and see according to the fees, what, what would be the best place to actually sell right now? Uh, and all this can actually be managed automatically. There is no problem. As long as you trust the software, of course, because you give a lot of power to the software there. by putting uh, active API keys.
3: Uh, that can trade well it's uh, it's dangerous and then it becomes a trust in you and the development team to not either put or allow malicious changes into that code base you have to be much more careful about the source code then
1: and the release process and the binaries they have to be signed they already are so we we have already implemented all of the security uh, concerns that you would need but uh yeah, the trust model changes the moment that it becomes active. Mm.
0: What uh, What other I guess L ones do you support? I assume Ethereum is what you support. You uh, support Bitcoin as well. Yeah. So for uh, we we support uh, Ethereum minute uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin
1: Cash, uh, Kusama, Substrate. Uh, sorry, uh, subst- from from Substrate we support Polkadot and Kusama, and from EVM I think it's Avalanche. Uh, Ethereum, Polygon, Optimism, and now we're going for Arbitrum and Gnosis.
0: Oh wow! So you still, at the end of the day, do you have to run uh, like a full node alongside Rocky? Uh, no, you don't have to. Okay, so we'll you have, can. Yeah. So that's the
1: whole point, and this is a question that I got asked also in my talk: like, what do you have to do? Do you have to run a Gnosis node and uh, Optimism node and everything? No, 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 no. Thankfully, still, uh, there exist open nodes for all of this and we know them and we connect by default to them so we have a nice um management page for connecting to a node per chain so you you have a tab for optimism a tab for Mainnet, a tab for polygon and you can add your own node or you can just use the ones that we have which are all open and it also connects to the equivalent ether scan so polygon scan
0: uh, all the other blocking yeah all the other scan, options, gotcha
3: um so, like creative okay. names they, got, they all got creative names scan yeah <laughs> scan i'll just close the scan so,
1: like snow scan for avalanche i think yeah. it's, it's
3: pretty cool it's obviously Ava, like, i scan, i think and then snow trace and oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah but it's
3: it's a uh,
1: yeah um so you have the power to do whatever you want and you can uh, put the probability of its uh, query because what happens is inside the the code we take those uh, nodes for the chain that you are asking and then say okay uh, he wants to query his own node with 80 percent probability um and then with 20 like 20 percent, another node or something or 80 5, five, five, five. Uh, but um as i said before there is a problem here which is like <laughs> what trueblocks tries to solve uh it's not our problem it's an ethereum problem um you there is some basic questions that cannot be answered and even if you run all so if you use every VM chain and you run your own full node for every VM chain you still will not be able to answer the most basic of questions which is hey this is my address what are my transactions please give my transactions the full node cannot answer this archive node cannot answer this
0: you have to have some method of like indexing yeah. the blockchain history that you actually have in the node.
1: The EVM chains are built in a way that this un- uh, question cannot be answered. And I think that this is the biggest mistake that has been made in the entire process. It's 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 crazy because it makes us depend on centralized indexers. Right now, the only ones that I know that can give you this answer and have an API is all the etherscans.
3: Or I think something, that, some of the stuff that Rick Dudley made gives you the ability to do that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Trueblocks gives you that type of stuff. There's like... Etherscan never open-sourced a lot of their things, so it's really hard. And there's the one open-source um, block scout, right? Yeah, block scout that can do
1: that. And they are hosted, but they have an open API and they, they seem to... So we want to also add them as an option because it's good to have options, but I'm really afraid. Like, and you can see, because not every Etherscan is the same. So the main Etherscan is really, really strong, really well supported, but like for the past three weeks, Optimism Scan has had downtime and our users feel it, like the moment that this happens, um, we can query all of the other nodes for balances. What is my current token balance, everything. But if it tries to query history, then you start to have problems because you cannot query history without uh, answering this question. What are the transaction hashes? It's really funny because if you know the transaction has, you can query a, a full node for it, uh, not even an archive node. But the point is, what is the hash?
3: Just give me the list of hashes. Without this, it's um, yeah. And the process of looking is also uh, hard on your computer. Like the process of searching for all the transactions associated with a given address is really, really hard on a computer because you have to go through. Like, if, if say for instance, I, I have I have an address, and I would say, what are my transactions? Even if you could specifically query. Uh, everything on the blockchain the way it's built on a full node have also go through the entire history for every single address you're asking and the way transactions are made even that process is a bit iffy so that's why TrueBlocks basically built what they built is because
0: tj really really wanted to answer that question and do it himself yeah how and he did it in a way that the actual like the index database is actually really tiny right like do you know how big it is it's Pretty large, but also well, like relative to it like, up to IPFS in chunks, so you can download. You you can do a quick search. What's um, the ratio though? The factor I the size. Don't know. Stop my oh, idea. Okay, because Algorand tried to do it. Like they, <laughs> you run within the full node. You run an indexed version of the main chain of the data, uh, the blockchain database, and it's like a factor of eight times larger mm-hmm. than the original blockchain.
1: From what I know, at least TrueBlocks was built for you, the individual user, so. The more people ask the, this one machine, this one index, it gets bigger and bigger. The idea was that it will get uh, like hashed, like uh, chunked, sorry, and shared in IPFS with others, and you would have mostly your own and the related addresses around this, and then someone else would have others. So the idea is to have it and share it. Um, but yeah, for that, most people, more people would need to be running both full node and true blocks. I think that he's trying to do something like more of a hosted version right now, but I don't know how that's going. Because in the end, like with RotKey, we won't be giving the option to users, right? Like we want to say, okay, you can use RotKey without running your own node. If you run your own node, it will be much better. But, um, we needed a solution that would work for everybody. Not force you to to run uh, not only a, a node, but a node for everything that you have. I mean, that 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 could not. It's not realistic reasonable. for most it's, people. It's not
3: mm, yeah, it's a hard problem though. Because then you get in the same like, with with success comes more difficulties because you end up with this, in this rate limiting problem because you can't rely on open servers as much because they're basically going to get just destroyed by everybody's rate-limited open queries That becomes a very difficult problem and, and you, you kind of pointed to the main issue is that we in our early days of making blockchains made a decision to make it difficult to ask this question and we haven't spent a lot of time building any open infrastructure that allows us to ask it quickly and easily
1: yeah and they make it worse they, it's really becoming worse so uh, there's a trend right now for pruning right and this pruning is getting worse so <laughs> like um uh, DeFi Llama has also opened their own nodes. they, they call Llama nodes or something, right? And um, they're the first ones that started doing it, but then I saw it for more um, other open nodes starting doing the same. Um, they serve you all of the nice, um, uh, so you can use them for, for transactions or for current balance queries. But if you start asking for transaction hashes, um, you may get um, just, you know, an empty response. And the problem with the JSON-RPC is it is right now, an empty response, like a none, if it says that it's null, uh, in Python it's none, then that means that it doesn't exist. Or, apparently, that the, ro- n- the node is being pruned, so it cannot retain this transaction has. We are so bad that we don't differentiate between those two. Like, the JSON-RPC API doesn't differentiate between those two. Um, and there is the tendency of nodes right now to somehow run behind the i don't know what exactly it is some kind of like load balancing system i don't know and the same rpc endpoint can be both pruned and the next call be non-pruned
0: so uh, depending on which node you specifically hit
1: yes but you, you don't, f- for you as a consumer you uh, as, a, as a user it you just work, have
0: one and then sometimes it doesn't work because they switched yes and you have huh. no
1: idea and i was like i i, I thought it's a bug i reported it and then they explained to me and then i asked them so guys what what, what am i supposed to do as a consumer like
0: what I, keep I hitting it yeah. keep, keep hitting it until you maybe get a <laughs> non-more non-done yeah,
1: but, but what i tried to do in the beginning was kind of have a negotiation so when we first went to a node we asked uh two things um please give me a transaction with a specific transaction hash, which is very close to, close to Genesis. So, okay, if it gives you, you know, it's not pruned. And then uh, please give me the balance of uh, an address in Genesis. Then, you know, it's also an archive node.
2: Mm.
1: And then you have the
3: interactive game.
1: Yeah. So basically you, you you have this kind of, this is how we do it in Rotki. We, you, you have this um, negotiation in the beginning, and then you put these attributes to the node that you connect. But if the node can actually change underneath, then you have no guarantees at all. Because then you don't know anything. And if it is the same as the you know error, that transaction doesn't exist. And, hey, I'm just pruned. Then you just you, you can't work with that. Mm. Because you need to also differentiate. Hey, I mean, you, you as a user made an error. That transaction doesn't exist.
2: That's terribly frustrating. It's got to be frustrating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Jurassic Park? yeah of course you know that scene where the guy's like uh 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 you, gotta, <laughs> you could do that but just say you got to use the magic node instead of use the magic word yeah <laughs> and then you're good like just have that pop up no well i did have a serious question this kind of software theoretically could you use it for business uses as well uh, you mean rocky yeah rocky uh
1: yeah yeah it depends on the use cases like businesses can use it but some businesses have different use cases. They, they need, for example, monthly reports. And um, maybe they would need kind of more more of an ORM kind of thing. So, you know, multi-user. So the CEO has access to everything. Then you have an accountant and you give him access to a particular parts. So
2: So what you're saying is there would be a business tier.
1: Yeah, but that you're would be welcome. a very different software. It would be a very, very <laughs> different software. Uh, we, we're thinking also about this, but... Uh,
2: you're welcome for that one. <laughs> yeah, go down there. Go down that. Go down that path. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So that is something you're thinking about already. Is like because there are there's going to be a large amount of businesses, small, medium, large, that are gonna start you know dipping their toes in the crypto. Like if not, I mean we already know so many are right now, but the accounting for that is tough. And I personally have helped do that and it's like it's tough and then when you go and talk to a traditional accountant about it then they're just throwing answers about, like questions back at you and i'm like look man here's the report here's the activity here's you know my guess you're the professional right can you just check my work here and they're like i don't even know what to check right so it, it could definitely help a lot of small businesses a lot yeah. of big well just businesses in general so. you could get bought by TurboTax. <laughs>
0: it's best, yeah, best
2: foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but the, the thing is uh, some of the unique uh, value propositions of road key go out of the window for businesses that's my main problem that I mean then you could also build it as a uh, like uh, software as a service the closed source I think that still you would maybe not want it because you want to know how accounting is done or at least have someone to be able to check it but one of the main things that we do is be a local app, right? For uh, privacy reasons and for data sovereignty. Mm, for a business that especially needs to be shared between multiple people because it's you, you can't... I mean, I run a business on my own, right? So uh, I still have people that help me and I, I share responsibilities with them and I have used software f- for the more traditional part uh, of, of uh, the accounting. That So we have someone that I need to do specific parts, and they give them the accountant role, etc. So this is this is what the businesses ask for. So you, you need you need something that would actually run on a server. So it, you would need a hosted key I don't think that all kind of rotkey that would work with also something that's hosted. Like you would need kind of a different type of software. Yeah, it. it would be two different products, basically.
2: Okay. Good. Good answer. Good answer.
3: What's next? What's, uh, what's on the roadmap for the development of Rodkey? Like, what are, you, are you excited about a specific thing you're trying to grow or look into? This
1: stuff, the, the tiered premium, I have been trying to do that for so long right now. Oh, it's so difficult because everything that we do is kind of custom for like, all the payments, everything. And this made it very difficult to actually change the price. It's amazing how much work it is to create a system like this. Because when you start with a flat fee, and then you want to go to a system that can be checked right so you have to have a server that checks the various permissions and everything it's a different system it needs a different infrastructure around it and this takes a lot more time than i would have expected so we want this from the infrastructure side and what really excites me is the probably the active management part i really want to see where this can go it's an experiment basically something that i would really like to see in rodkey many users have also mentioned stuff like this and I have a feeling that it would be easier to uh be more self sufficient through helping users make money rather than just telling them, Hey, that's how much you owe uh for taxes. That
0: would definitely be more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well,
2: um, in ten words or less, can you describe Rocky? Ten words or less.
1: No, I have to count. <laughs>
2: I'll count for you. You can just okay. talk.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the portfolio, um, tracking, and management tool that protects your privacy.
2: I got nine. Just oh. squeeze right under
0: there. You can add one more word if you want, or you're good! Exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right, I'll finish up with uh, our last question, which is uh, Is what you do hard? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if I went back to myself in 2016, I started Rothe or in 2020 when I made a company, I would say, please don't do that. Just go do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Like uh, both, like all three parts of it, which is one is um, writing this kind of software. It's uh, local first means from a developer point, it's like hundred times as difficult as writing a, a software as a service because you need to create um a, binaries that target different architectures like uh, windows mac linux and then mac m1 now um so many edge cases while with the software as a service you just you just run on the website that's it and then running your own company and uh, <laughs> trying to fund everything and make everything work then that's a, a whole headache
3: oh well thank you for doing it yeah, it's- and also being a bastion for local first software because that's kind of the whole like we don't want to lose track of those ideals of data sovereignty and yeah, we've made it hard on ourselves and you need people to do hard work to try and push back.
1: Well, we also need, so if, um, if anybody out there hears this and wants to work with us, like we're really looking uh, to hire, well, both developers, uh, mostly Python, maybe a bit of Rust. And uh, maybe also someone who in is close to Berlin and does business to help me with the business part. That Well, this is also we discussed a bit uh, today. So we're trying to find someone to help us with the business because we are, at the moment, all developers.
2: Yeah. How, how do they reach you? What's the quickest way?
1: Twitter DM or an email at uh, leftarys at rotkey.com.
2: Leftarys at rotkey.com?
1: Yeah. Or info at rotkey. Any rotkey. I can see all of them.
3: all right thanks for coming on yeah thank you my pleasure guys